right, so Corey, welcome back. We wait on you. They let us come back. Yeah, man. Uh, the Interlog, episode two. We are back in the studio, and we are here to talk about how this whole thing got started. So the episode title is called It Was All a Dream. You know, it came out of kind of nothing. You have a, an idea, and here we are three years later with something created. Um, I do want to report this, though, before we get started. So if you remember, we had six listeners to our promo, five listeners, yeah. six listens. We are at 77 listens for episode one. So 100, 100 times better. Well, you can go 78 because uh, my wife got cocky. I gave her credit. And I just <laughs> confirmed that she has actually not listened to episode one. Yeah, I know. Unacceptable. <laughs> I actually so. just got a text. Uh, so I posted something in our story, and it was, hey, we're about to film. And I got a text that said, I don't have Spotify. I don't have Apple. How do I listen to this? Okay. So there's, we have a dying audience exactly. that, that they're, they're hungry for this. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Uh, episode two, we need 100, 100, 100 streams. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we'll call them streams. 100 lessons, streams. <laughs> I don't know. No, I love it. So, so the audience is growing. Again, I'm Darren Smith. This is Corey Price. I'm the CEO, one of the co-founders of uh, the TMAP. Corey, you've been there since the beginning. You are the clinical director of the TMAP, and you are responsible for all things validation and clinical forward. So, yes. so this is going to be an interesting episode. I think this is, you know, in episode one, I talked about not being asked a lot of questions. Um, Outside of how many downloads, I would say that the people that are new to this, that I do speak to, ask how to build an app. Like, how do you even do that, right? So I think that's, that's what we should talk about. Yeah, that's the question I had. Um, yeah, that's the first question I was like, oh, cool, yeah. How do we do that? Okay. So so the company is called Capavella. The app is called the Team App. So we explained a little bit about what the Team App means last time. T-E-A-M, to Excel Accountability Matters. T-E-M, with the macron over the E, is the phonetic spelling of team, because T-E-A-M was taken, and we didn't want to come off that name. But Capovella, the parent company, is Capovella, meaning head sale. So we thought about my original um, co-founder, Patrick. We came up with this idea for a medical device back in 2018. We, were, we both had a medical device background, and our whole goal was to launch this product. Well, the more we got into it, the more we realized that was capital heavy. And we didn't have the resources and all of that to get a medical device product off the ground. So what we actually did was set up a consulting company. And we were going to consult on how to sell, since we both had that background. We had two customers, one in Jacksonville and one in Tampa. And it just so turns out that the one in Tampa wanted to build an app. They're still building it. Um, it's in the recruiting space and they were trying to get it to market. So on the drive out to Tampa, I actually was listening to a podcast, um, How I Built This, Guy Raz, great podcast if you haven't listened. And I heard this story about Chicken Salad Chick, which is a restaurant. <laughs> and uh, the whole idea, I, I, it's weird how it came together. The The lady on there was talking about trying to create the best chicken salad in the Southeast. She had gone through some things, but this was her passion. She wanted to take the very best of all of these elements and make the best chicken salad. So I've always been health-minded. 
Um, I have a gym at my house and people had always asked me, how are you self-motivated? Can I come work out with you? And I'm the guy that's like, if you want to do it, you like it, I love it, right? So tons of people coming through the house and finally it just resonated with me that it was that accountability piece. So thinking through the lens of wanting to take all of these elements of a chicken salad and make the perfect one, I wanted to take all of these elements that were barriers of success in the fitness world and create the perfect tool to provide accountability. So I'm driving to Tampa. I have this idea during the podcast and no joke, turn around, drive to Jacksonville, meet Patrick, who's over there with our other customer. We go to the monkey bar. I tell him this idea, the Facebook for fitness, all of this, and we we wireframe it out on a napkin. And that was the day that we decided to build an app. That is wild. I've heard the story before, but this every time, man, it's, yeah. <laughs> wasn't there even, uh, at some point, wasn't, wasn't there something about some, like, underground radar? Uh, yeah. Like, you and I talked about GDR, some yeah. stuff. Yeah, like. Yeah, because you know what's crazy? And I think throughout this, the season, we're going to tell more about, like, raising money and how to fund this thing. Because what's interesting, or I guess what's challenging about what we're trying to do is that it's not cheap. Like, it's the most expensive hobby on planet earth right so until we make all of the money from it it's still a hobby and it has caused us throughout this journey to really while we're going in one direction we have to kind of spike off and do things to make sure that we can keep you know the coffer full so to speak so yeah we've done that we we build apps we we do all of these crazy things to make sure that the lights stay on but yeah gdr that uh that underground radar technology yeah i just remember so how soon after, so, you know, the, you have you have the dinner, the, the, the idea comes, you and Patrick discuss it. How soon after that did, did you approach me about it? Oh, my goodness. So that had to be, if I talked to, if I had the idea, go up, meet with Patrick, we incorporated within, I don't know, a week. So that had to be October. I think I talked to you. November, December, yeah. so within 30, 60 days. Because okay. what was crazy was how fast it happened. Because remember, we have a customer that's building an app from scratch. Well, that customer actually went to my college. So I went to the Air Force Academy, and he played football at the Air Force Academy a couple of years after me. So he remembered me. I didn't remember him. And going out there, it was all love. He was like, hey, this is how we're doing it. This is you know kind of the blueprint to get it off the ground. So I ended up and this is from the sales background, coming up with an interview sheet for developers. So I'm Googling, I'm doing all that. And, and uh, I ended up interviewing tons of developers with no experience. I shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> like, um, and I ended up having to fly to St. Louis. I don't know if you remember this. I flew to St. Louis in the wintertime because I remember how cold it was and got a pitch from a guy out there that ended up being the representative from the one company that we chose. So he had a big whiteboard. He's telling me about how to do wireframing epic stories, like all of this, you know, jargon. It's like, you sound like you know what you're yeah. doing. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. So, cut my hair. Pitch it to me. I said it last week. I was like, yeah, sounds, sounds good. And I tried to pick it apart. That's all you did. Yeah, it sounded like it was. It was obviously an amazing idea, and I was just like, "It's, it's been been dumb for." Because when 
people are always trying to come out with the with the, the next, the latest, the greatest, right? Like everyone's trying to do that, and and not to say that people pitch me all the time, but whenever it's health and wellness, people are like, hey, have you ever ever heard of this? Which fast forward, it's why we're doing what we're doing is because everyone tries to get these getting these little niche things and like, oh, this is the one thing, this is the one thing. So as you bring it to me, I'm like, that sounds sounds like an amazing idea. I came back the next time with all my like ready to be like, yeah, but, you know, all those yeah, but comments. Yeah, the answers for every single one of them. <laughs> I was like, all right. Reloaded again. I was like, there's got to be something. This is, this is way too good of an idea. He's got to be missing something. Well, that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest hurdle early on was trying to tell people, hey, we want to do something big. We don't want to do something small and niche, so to speak. We want to do something big and broad. And the ambitious, the ambition was audacious, right? And my personality, obviously, you know this, you know me for, for many years, is like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So like when you tell me, you know, you had a question and there was an answer, it's because I obsess over this. Like, this is my life. Like, it's day in and day out. Well, even three years in, it's funny. I had a conversation with, obviously, we're, we're starting to meet new people. And I had a conversation last week. Uh, and, you know, this this guy was was the same thing. He was asking all these questions, and I would answer him. And he was kind of from the same science, you know, science background as me. And I and I, I simply stopped him and I said, I know what you're thinking. Like we went for it. Yes, we know what we're we know what we're doing. We know what we're attempting to do. It is highly disruptive, and that's exactly the way that we want it. We're prepping. Uh, we're prepping to go meet with the investment group in October. So a couple weeks out. And it's interesting because the conversation is kind of shifting. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to share too many things about what's coming out because trade secrets. But it was it was cool because we had to do not a a competitor analysis and not even a market analysis, but really just looking at some of the things out there that we replaced. And it was just a short list. It was off the cuff. And there were 11 or 12 companies where you look at what they're doing and it's so singular but the whole group represented a market cap of $67 billion. So like when people talk to us and we have 500 IG followers and, you know, 77 listens and, you know, just over 2000 downloads, if you were to take a, a step back and look at what we're actually doing, if you're really paying attention and you know, can peek behind the curtain, like we're coming after $70 billion yeah. Dollars of business that's already out there, that and that was, doesn't account that for was everything. Billion with a B, in case you, in case yeah. you didn't pick it up. Like that's how audacious this is, but that's also how big it is. So for everybody that you know, even from the beginning, this episode is about how it got started. Like those were the questions. I mean, you remember me going? We were lockjaw on an investor in Sarasota, and I'm going over there beating my head against the wall yeah. because I'm being told this is either a hundred million dollar opportunity or a billion opp dollar opportunity. And we'll get rich along the way. And I'm like, well, why aren't you making a move then? Yeah. And the whole time it was a lack of understanding because people get rooted in this one thing. Like, well, Strava already does a social feed for fitness. Like, I can go and post every day on there. Cool. I'm glad. Kudos to them. <laughs> like, But it's bigger and broader than, than all of that. It's safer to work in silos. That's why, I mean, you talk about that graphic, obviously... You guys can't see it, but 
I'm talking about all these individual companies and it's safer to work in a silo. Um, people want absolutes. That's why they do it. It's a safe. Um, that's not really, not really our style. That's not really what, and safe doesn't, doesn't move the needle. You know, obviously I could go on a rant about the current state of health and, and just, you know, I don't, that's not for today, but, uh, we wanted to move the needle on how do we actually, uh, break down these barriers that people are having for, for, for accomplishing what it is that they want to accomplish and putting them in the bucket doesn't do that because now they're stuck in that bucket. You're stuck in your Peloton bucket. You're stuck in your whoop bucket. Those are all great tools. I have nothing against any of them, but all of a sudden you have put them locked in that bucket and they are unable to get out. So what if that's not right for them? How do they talk to people on the other side? We wanted to make sure that we were inclusive and we want, yeah, we want it to be big enough to capture it all. It is, uh, so again, kind of going back to the original idea and thinking through this, uh, I had, I, I'm constantly looking at the files, like updating everything for, for the people that need to hear about what we're doing. And you look at the iterations. I mean, you've seen even the brand kind of evolve from way back when to where it's at now. It gets sharper, more credible yeah. and all of this. But like something that's that's absolutely true is even if you read the very first pitch deck, which I mean, I'm only proud of it because of where we're at. <laughs> like <laughs> if I were to do it today and that was the product that that came out, I wouldn't I would be embarrassed by it. But the content, the message and the vision has never changed. So like that idea back in 2018 has only been validated over and over and over. And the one thing I will say before going on is I think my tone in this episode is a little bit different because this gets me fired up. Like, yeah. you know, it's not just talking about it as somebody that we're, we're talking about a podcast and a company, like we're talking about a mission and an impact. And for me that, I mean, it's, I felt that way. That fire has been burning for three years. No, that's, that's what got me on board. That's why I continue to, to, to push this thing forward. Like I, I was able to see what we could accomplish from that very first pitch deck. I mean, the, the dry erase board, the infamous dry erase board. <laughs> I have that. I mean, this is, we might as well tell that story, right? So you're talking about the algorithm. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Do you want to go there now? Yeah. Well, let's, let's do it. It's so we had, what, we had, we have, we have multiple differentiators, but Two of the biggest ones were, were the activity score and the Hayes score, right? Yep. So those are two things that we knew could move the needle. And so... Well, real fast. So the activity score is... I mean, so we, we talk about... If, if you ever hear us talk, we talk about foundational health and behavioral health is equal to total health, right? So the activity score is a representation of what, it, what is it... Are you, what are you doing? Um, and it's not just physical activity. We take... We take a very comprehensive look at health and wellness. So essentially, that's like a sh screenshot of this is what you're up to. How, what activities are you doing? What type of activities? How accountable are you? There's an accountability index. How accountable are you for doing uh, what it is that you say you're going to do? Um, and then consistency. We know that actual change comes from consistent, healthy behavior. So your activity score is your is your screenshot, whereas your Hay score is your your FICO score for health, that is the easiest way to ex explain it. Um, everyone else tries to say that it is your one marker. Um, 
we argue that no, it is indeed a, 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 a comprehensive uh, combination of all of these markers. So the challenge that was presented to me was like, how do we make that? How do we make that metric? How do we make that score? We don't want to be intrusive. We want to be inclusive. We want to make sure that this is accept accessible for everyone. So how do we do it? So that's where the dry erase board comes in, right? <laughs> I was sent I was sent home with my homework assignment. And I started with like some of the bigger companies. Like what do they look at? So one of the things that we talked about at the very beginning was like when we were talking about how we we're going to be multi-billionaires is like the whole insurance premium, right? Yep. That, which still might happen, you know, but... uh. uh like we looked at what are companies and what are companies rewarding their employees for? What are they looking for? What what is the consensus for what what is good health? You start to look at some of these bigger companies. You start to look at some of the trends as to what people are saying, and then also technology is such a huge part of everyone like our lives right at this point. Like what are you already collecting, and you don't even know. And then how can we use that? to build this more comprehensive look at your total health. So, get to the house, kinda had to get my hair cut first. Uh, but then after that, literally we sat there with a the dry erase board and, and I'm sitting there talking and Darren's just writing. And I asked you one question over and over. And it was, the, and again, sales, for me it was, it was sales training and it was, you would tell me a metric and that's great, but what are we missing? Like what, what's the next metric, yeah. right? So we just kept building and building. I wouldn't, we, not I, we wouldn't stop. We didn't stop at two. We didn't stop at no, three. It's, it's like, I don't know the, I don't know the, uh, I need to learn it. My, my daughter's in kindergarten, so I need to start learning these math equations. But there's essentially a rule in math that, that, that if this is true and this is true, I don't know, I, you know, whatever, you can't <laughs> edit this. Anyway, we knew all these facts to be true. We know that blood pressure is important. We know that weight is important. We know that waist circumference is important. Like, no one is arguing those. We just said, we're gonna look at their relationship and how they relate to each other and build a, build a more broader picture because it, it can't just be about one. So, yeah, to Darren's point, it's like, all right, let's, let's first, let's, let's get categories, right? We know about behavioral, we talked about behavioral health. Like, what are you actually doing? We know that you go to the doctor. That's more of your medical health. Like what are the other things that we should be looking at? So we start to build these categories and then we literally went category by category and says, okay, what, what, what is easily accessible? What can we easily gather without being too intrusive? Um, and then we start to look at when we wanted to build the algorithm, we're a behavioral health app, like at, a, at our core. So when we build this, we know that consistent healthy behavior is what's actually going to lead to overall total health and improve total health. So when we build the algorithm, we start to take those type of things into consideration. Um, Darren talked about it last week. Wait, what are the what are the three things? What are the three biggest barriers, right, that people to being successful in? So when we built the algorithm, those are the type of things that we took into consideration. It was cool, man, because I remember, and I, I, when I say I still have it, like I took that whiteboard, and I'm a whiteboard fiend. So I, I, I broke the, the legs off of it and carried it up to my attic and it sits up there in its finished form so that when we when we get a big office we will frame it and that is the thing forever but uh i remember when when we finished it when there was no more what's the next metric and you're sitting at my desk 
and I'm standing up like Vanna White at the whiteboard, and you kind of sit back, and I tell this story often because it it was so impactful for me because I knew you were in, but this was the moment I knew you were in, right? And <laughs> it was it was on. You're like, I think we're gonna change health. Yeah, it, like it was that profound. I mean, obviously, I work in a I work in a big hospital system, so I see I see how it works, and I. I hear the frustrations of other people's. I have my own frustrations dealing with the current system. And it's like this, this is so disruptive that people are going to have to pay attention. Yeah. Yep. And then the fun part came, right? All these concepts. And then I got the, 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 the real fun task of making sure everything that I said was valid. <laughs> yeah. Do your homework. Write the bibliography. Like it's, it's pages. Yeah. I think the first pass was like 50-something references, and it just continues. Like, I just, I was like, I knew I knew how cool it was, and I knew that people would, were going to come for it. Because once they realized what opportunities they had missed, they were going to come for it. They're like, nah, we got to, they're going to try to come to poke holes in this. So I was like, no. We've been in, and, and I know we'll talk about it throughout it, we've been in a lot of cool rooms telling this story, and a lot of it is based on, this idea of the Hay score, right? Yeah. You know, so you'll hear us, you know, kind of fluidly go with this statement, which is ultimately, or make no mistake, this app is a this app, right? It's a behavior app. It's an accountability app. It's all of those things. And we talk about the core of it, but really the allure to the people that are out there is what can an impact, what kind of impact can that make on individual and societal behavior and health change, right? And again, we're not going to peel all the the layers back on it, but that's kind of that's kind of impactful. It is. I mean, currently health is the current health state is reactive. You get sick then you go see someone. Well, you said, I mean, I remember you did you did a video for our, our uh very popular Instagram page and uh yes. And stuff that took me two hours to do that one minute video. <laughs> well, you talked about health was the absence of yeah. The definition disease. is the absence of disease. And I mean, just just looking at it that way and deciding that that's not how we're going to approach it. And again, I know we we referenced a few of our quote unquote competitors um, in this, and I think everybody's doing their job. I don't know if anybody has done the job yet. I agree. I don't think. Yeah, I think everyone is. Everyone's goal is to make people more active and, yep. and, to, and to lead a healthier life. I think the mistake comes when you're trying to tell them what they have to do. Don't get me wrong. People like being told what to do, so I get it. That's well, they need guidance. Personal trainers. That's why people go to gyms. That's why they, they want to be told what to do. Yeah. But if it doesn't fit in their box, then what do, what do you do then? You, don't, you discard them and say, good luck, or well, you didn't do it right? Well, and I, so that actually brings up a good point, right? So if we're talking about how this got started, one of the questions that we have to answer or we had to answer early and then stick to throughout this entire process is this idea of a bell curve. So if we look at the entire population as a bell curve, you know, you think all the way on the left, those are non-performers. Those are people that you're just not going to motivate. It's going to take a sentinel event, a dramatic diagnosis or something like that. Then you look all the way on the right-hand side, which is the elite performers. And this is where everybody is swimming in the same pond. Those are the people, they've got the Peloton, they're committed, you know, CrossFitters, like all of the people that you know if something is coming out that's gonna improve your performance, you're gonna invest in that. So that's an easy market to come in and out of and say, hey, 
introduce new ideas that are going to change them. They're on top of it. It's that middle. It's that 80% in the middle that are interested but not committed. And that's ultimately, we want to serve the entire bell curve, but where our focus is is making sure that the person that needs it, the person that's interested but hasn't been able to get over that barrier, that's the tool we're building. These are the things that we're focused on. One of the things, like, so in, in when I work in the clinic, one of the things I'm always trying to get compliance from my patients. And so my job is to how can I educate them or how can I interest them to make them want to be more engaged because increased engagement on their part leads to increased compliance, which leads to better outcomes. That's the same thing that that's the same thing that we're doing. Well, what's interesting is when we talked to I was on the call with you when you talked to Matt in Minnesota, the trainer in Minnesota, and we talked about this idea of compliance that's in his world, that's in your world, and how easily you could take the, the, the word compliance out and put in the word accountability. Like how, how accountable is somebody to something or how compliant? I mean, those two go hand in hand. So interchanging them, we say at our core, like it makes sense. It makes sense that something like this, an idea like this, would only serve compliance as well. Stay tuned. That's why we're doing it. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> you know, it's um, so again, going back to if this is how it all got started, uh, we talked a little bit about the pitch deck and the, the evolution of all of that. No pun intended there with the evolution project coming out. But do you remember do you remember the iterations of drawing? So like the very <laughs> first the very first one I did for the app, I had to write it out and and learn how to do all these business rules and and all of that. It was in PowerPoint. Like, yes. if you think about that, like using boxes and or on hand, like by no, hand. There were some hand drawings. Oh, absolutely. Where This is what the, the home screen is going to look yeah. like. You would. This is when I know Darren's in the, in, the, in the zone. I come back to my phone. It's like seven or eight images. Yeah. The same one just tweaks. <laughs> like, that's I'm like, all right, he is he is moving today. Uh, luckily, he knows that my non response is not my. Uh, I'm not paying attention. I just, but I'm just like, yeah, he's, this guy's after it today. I take nothing personal with all this. Yet I take nothing personal internal. I take everything personal external. <laughs> totally unrelated, but this is where uh, the thumbs up. Yeah. On the on the app on me on the sorry on the uh, messages is great. Oh, on the message. Don't ever send just a, an emoji thumbs up. No, no, no. I just I I like to like. On yeah, on yeah. the message or on the picture. Yeah, yeah some no. people hate it, but I I believe that's what it's for. I wanted to make sure that. No, I'm cool with that. But if you send me just a standalone hand emoji, thumbs up, like that's. No, that takes more time. Well, and it's rude. Yes, it is. <laughs> so yeah, so no, it's I dismissive. Just, I, just, I just like the picture. <laughs> yeah. That's me acknowledging it. Yeah. So like we graduated from that. I mean, now we're using Figma, Sketch, like every every tool out there to make you know working prototypes. For all of this, so like we see the evolution project done before yeah. it even gets handed I mean, you off. You send me stuff, and I don't, I don't even bother to ask anymore. But I remember at first, I was like, "Wait, wait, wait you, you, you did this?" They're like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> yeah. Seventeen hours of YouTube videos later, I still watch them. It's part of my daily, yeah, my daily accountability, so to speak, is is learning all of this stuff. I mean, we said it in episode one, and that's why it's cool, like talking about how it all got started, like. Our behaviors haven't changed. We've just gotten better. Like we're still, I mean, the amount of time that I put in, in 2018, 2019, 2020, I would argue now I'm putting in more time. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, I quit my job. Yes, yes, <laughs> no, I'm unemployed. I don't, I don't know about another episode, but yes, you, you, you are spending more time. Yeah, no, I'm spending all the time here. It's, uh, it was really cool, man. What about, so, so one of the Sentinel moments, I think anybody that that's out there that wants to build an app, like, let this kind of be a blueprint. Like, obviously, yes, you want to find a developer. I mean, I think that entire process is intimidating. I think asking the right questions, understanding that iOS, Android, web app, like all of those things are different. Like we work with customers now where we'll we'll talk to somebody and we'll say, hey, we'll build you this app, whatever, whatever. And they'll get their, their specs and it'll clearly say like iOS, right? They'll get it back. And the first question they ask is like, can I see it on my desktop? Can I see it on the internet? And you're like, well, that's not how tech works. So like rooting yourself, like understanding the technical language, if I could do it differently, obviously with where we're at, I'm very proud of where we're at and I wouldn't want to change that, but getting a either a technical co-founder or a technical like grounding in all of this, do your homework because that could have probably shaved off months and months of time and uh, I probably could have saved a lot of money on this too, <laughs> to be quite frank with you. So like that's one of the things I think I think anybody that wants to build an app needs to also learn the skill set of design. Like being able to hand off good designs is so important in this entire process because I think that's where you and I, like even having to talk through, every button does something. Yes. People underappreciate how much technology goes into all of these things. So like, especially if you're a new app, like when we, early on, people gave us, they cut us no slack. Like, this button doesn't work. This app is trash. We're out, right? Yeah. Whereas I have to restart Hulu daily. And I'm just like, man, yeah, Hulu's have, at it again. I have access to Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hulu. Yeah, you can't call Mr. To Hulu. So I know that was kind of a bit of a tangent. But my point there was the sentinel moment of when you got the app on your phone. So not launch, but like even a little bit before that, when it's on your phone in test flight and it's working and we built something, like how, how was that for you? It was surreal. Like, obviously, I knew it was going to come. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're every day. You're on those calls, you know, whatever, 12-hour difference to India. Like, like, I wasn't a part of that. I got, I got reports from you. I would see the things. But for me, it was really like this is – I knew we were moving. I knew I believed in what we are going to – I never wavered. But this was like, oh, wow. Like, this is real. Like this is a this is really, really, really moving. Uh, I mean, first off, I didn't even know what talk about tech. I didn't even know what test flight was. Me neither. So I had to, <laughs> you know, I download that stuff and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, like this is what we talked about. These are the screens. This is the score. This is the algorithm. And it's working. And it works. That's what's crazy. Going back on that, so you talk about didn't know what test flight was. I remember I got handed or uh, given access to this product called Marvel, and all it was was static screens. And I remember seeing this and being so proud that we we took this idea from chicken scratch on napkins and on PowerPoint and all of that, and we have something that looks like it looked like an app. Like when it laid on your phone, it looked like you should be pressing the buttons. And that was a that was an interesting moment because it was like we're doing it. We are here, and it's time time to make it happen. I mean, how many people 
have we met that are like, oh man, I've, I've always wanted to make an app. I've always wanted to do that. I mean, everyone. There's, there's even a couple people that came to you and kind of just like, eh, once they figured out that it was more than just. Corey, I would argue that that is uh, the majority of my experience with anybody that wants to do what we've done in any capacity. Yeah. Is they underestimate all of it. All of it. So, like, even again, coming back to the fact that this is how it got started, for me, it's such a cool idea that we're, you know, you have something, it's in your mind, and no idea how to get it from your mind onto paper, let alone onto a phone, let it on, let alone onto other people's phones. And here we are, we we made that happen. Like we've got something out there that you can go to the app store and download it right now. We've got different iterations of it. We make money. We we got investors. We're I mean, we are a real company. And I think people don't understand that as well. So like where we're at today and going back to that market cap, like we're coming. It's yes. It's it's happening. And the evolution project is so cool compared to where we're at. I know. We don't want to give them too much about that, though. No, we'll, we'll have an episode on it. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to give them too much on that. But that alone is, like, crazy. So so that's that's kind of the, the tech journey, right? Like, talking about, okay, we had this idea. We wrote the algorithm. We, we do all of these things. We, we go and we pitch it. But one of the coolest parts for me that allows me to have the confidence standing in those rooms outside of having something on a phone is, like, what you do here for the team app because you talked about going out and making sure that you know we're crossing the t's you know dotting the i's so to speak but from there can you just talk a little bit about your journey for endorsement like making sure that everything we're doing whether it's through conversation remember we got the letters and all of that like if you can kind of talk through that yeah so first thing we we, we did the whiteboard i go do my homework and it's like okay yes I went out and got as many credentials as I could, but I know what I know, and I'm also know what I don't know. So it's like, okay, let me let me check, let me check with these. You know, we talked about different categories associated with health. Like, let me go check with the specialist in each, whether whether it's an internal medicine doctor, whether it's a mental cardiovascular, cardiovascular, Remember? internal medicine, nutritionist, uh, a mental health specialist. Like, let me go check with all of them. And so we got letters of endorsement from each. Each one of the specialties that we that we want to represent in our in our app, and then it then it was like let's we got to build a team because once again, when it comes to physical fitness or, or in the rehab space, like I'm very confident in my ability, but we don't want to fall trapped to what everyone else has done, where someone tries to be this catch all. I know everything about everything. Like, that's where people get in trouble. Like, I had a mentor that told me, like, the most dangerous, like, when we talk about these clinical people or these these specialists, like, the most dangerous one is one that doesn't know what they don't know. Like, those are the most dangerous people because they don't <laughs> know that they don't know something. So I try my best to never be that. So it was like, let's go out here and form a team of specialists to make sure that, one, the score is valid, the score is measuring what we want to measure, and two... One of the biggest reasons that people don't do is is it's paralysis by analysis, right? That's uh, there's so much like information is everywhere. Everyone's a specialist. Everyone everyone's a professional. Um, you don't know where to start. This person said this, but this person said this. 
I have no idea. What is that? What are their, this guy has the credentials of LMNOP. What does that mean? I, I don't know, right? And so we wanted to make sure that when we speak on a topic that you know, one, we'll discuss what it, why it is that you should listen to me. You know, Megan, she'll be on here at some point. Why should you listen to Megan? Like, we want to make sure, one, you understand where we're coming from, where our background is, and then two, to make sure that you have everything that you need. So whenever those excuses or whenever those barriers come up, we've already got your response. We've already got your answer. So that's like my goal here is to make sure that once someone gets on our, our, our platform, is that there is no reason for them to leave. Like, we have everything you need to be successful. And honestly, like, for me personally, that's something that I'm so proud of because there's been certain situations where it'll be you, obviously you're bringing all of your team and everybody you work with. It'll be Mike Baumhoff, the CTO, who's got his team and is bringing heat, you know, doing all the technical stuff. It'll be the three of us talking. And it's always interesting when they go around the room and they're like, yeah, and Mike's got this and Corey's got that. I know we're doing it right when they get to me and they're like, and then there's you. <laughs> like, so so that's how I know we're surrounded by talent, credibility, and all of that. Whereas, like, I may be, you know, the hype guy and vision and all of that. But at the end of the day, none of this happens without the expertise and making sure that everything we're doing passes that validation standard, right? So and that's, that's been really cool. Yeah, that's the conversation I had with, with, with Matt H. Uh, last week, right? He's in that performance space with the elite athletes, and it's this is something that's really been on his on his you know mind and a passion of his, and, and that was his all when he starts starts talking about why it hadn't happened. It's because he didn't have that team. He's like, I know this, but I couldn't find this, or I couldn't find this, and then this is what got me bogged down. Like, I get to be good at my job. I get to, I mean, I'm asked to do other things, but like. When it comes to the business aspect, like I'm not asked, I'm not asked to make these type of like decisions and stuff. When it comes to the tech, I tell Mike this is what I need, and he tells me what I need to do in order to make it that way. So we all are are our areas of expertise are very complementary to each other, which is why I like it just works. And then we're just we're continuing to grow, right? Like yesterday, I. Or no, yesterday I get an email about uh, like diaphragmatic breathing, right? From yeah. from another guy named Matt, you out in, on the West Coast. And all of a sudden it's like, this is the type of content we're bringing. So y'all thought, if y'all know what diaphragmatic breathing is. Just wait. Just wait. This man brought the heat. <laughs> I read it twice. Now nah, he's an impressive dude too. I'm, I, I'm so humbled for him to even be in kind of our atmosphere. This is the this is what gets me excited. Like I enjoy learning. So obviously I want to educate. It's probably not uh not a mistake that I actually wanted to be a teacher, right? When I when I first got out of high school and my dad told me my dad's a retired teacher and he told me not on his dollar. Uh, <laughs> but that's another story. Uh but I get to educate and I always loved learning. Like you can't, you can never stop learning. I believe that for for everyone, and whatever their passion is, especially if you're going to take, if you're going to pay attention to your health and wellness, you need to continue to educate yourself about it, so you can be an active participant and not just someone who's sitting there letting people do things to you or for you when it comes to your health. So I love these calls. I love that people were meeting. Like this thing is getting traction. It is. It started from me and you on a whiteboard, and now all of a sudden we're 
you know, I got I got calls and scheduled with people in different time zones and trying to figure this stuff out. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of a perfect ending point, point, man. Like when you think about where it started, how it started, an idea, you know, the goal here, or I guess our superpower is just putting one foot in front of the other and not stopping. I mean, that's to distill it all down. Like that's as simple as this has been. Yes. And that's how we're getting to the top of the mountain is perseverance every day and then just making sure what we do is quality and that's what we want to we want to bring to the platform and we want to extend to every user and everybody that's around us so i know we were a bit scattered on this i had all these notes i think we talked about majority of them um we're at that time limit believe okay. it or not we we sailed through this one right. um i'll make the same statement that i made on the last one obviously we appreciate every single one of you guys that are or every single one of you that are tuning in um we will continue to get better we do prepare for these i think we get fired up on different topics hopefully that that's something that's appealing and not distracting it's my fault <laughs> uh this is anyone anyone that's done any type of work with me it's my fault i'll be less scattered uh, <laughs> darren has notes i'm sitting here arms crossed leg kicked up freestyle friday every day that's, that's how i do things so so one thing that you said uh you were going to come with i know i was hoping you didn't bring it up cause... i had to man we're accountability app was ah. a good sign off because i'm a sign off first this is darren and i'm out that that was what i was going to say <laughs> see lies <laughs> this is, i'll see you when i see you internet <laughs> until next time <laughs>